You are listening to the In Kinship Podcast, a podcast for makers, makers who crave a joy-filled, vibrant life on their own terms. And I am your host, Tina Vandenberg. Today, you're joining me for day three of the Find Your Joy series. You'll find links to the books I talk about and the different ways that you can find out about your personality in the show notes. Simply go to kinshiphandwork.com backslash joy. Let's get started. Hey there, friends. Here we are on day three. And day three of the Find Your Joy workshop is all about knowing yourself. Now, I've talked a bit as we've been going about getting to know yourself and how I believe that that is the way that we can... Hmm, both let go of other people's expectations and the expectations that we put on ourselves that are not true to who we are as people. And also a way to like fine tune what is it that you really want in life? What is it that you really need? What is it that you really desire? Right? Because how can you possibly be living in joy, living a vibrant, lit up life if you don't know what it is that makes you joyful? There are lots of ways to go about this. Today, we're going to talk about several different uh, tests or modalities, if you will, to getting to know yourself better. Things that I have found really pivotal in my life. Things like the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs test, my birth chart astrologically, and my human design chart. There are probably more out there, but those are the ones that come to mind for me right now. Now, of all of those, the one that I referenced most and the one that resonated the deepest with me was my human design. Human design is a system based on your time, day, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you are uniquely wired to thrive. And I have found it to be just that. Like, there are ways in there that were such aha moments for me. And I would love it if you checked out the human design and let me know how it resonates for you. But it's been game changing for me. But it brings together ancient wisdom, astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, and the Kabbalah. And it includes some modern science, quantum physics, and genetics. Kind of gives you an operating manual that shows you how you're uniquely wired to work, make decisions, cultivate relationships, work with your challenges, leverage your strengths, and more. I actually just read that little bit because it was so succinctly said from the human design blueprint website is one of the websites i like most and i'm going to include a link in the email so you can check it out so you can both read what human design is and also get your free um summary or chart if you will okay and when i read my human design it was a huge aha moment in my life. It was a moment of, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Yes, that's exactly how I make decisions. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like when I'm not in alignment. It was so pivotal for me, so grounding. And it allowed me, in a lot of ways, to let go of the things that I felt like I should have been doing. I should think this, or I should believe that, or I should be better at making a promise to get something delivered by a certain date, or I should be better at willpower or any of these things, right? So once I got into something like my human design, 
And I'm going to give you links in the email to these four different things that we just talked about. I realized, I don't know, it was sort of a permission slip, I guess, which felt amazing to be like, I get to just be me. And we don't need somebody's external permission to do that, right? We don't. But there's something about reading that this is your personality type by some, I guess, authority that feels like you're off the hook. Like you get to just be yourself. And obviously, I wish that we all could just immediately be amazing with being ourselves at all times. Not have those things like, oh, I wish I didn't do this or I wish I didn't do that or feeling frustrated or out of alignment, out of flow. I wish it wasn't the case for all of us or for any of us, but it is sometimes. And I think that there's some sort of allowance and you can read about the different personalities and you can see it right there in front of you and think, there's something wrong with me. I am just uniquely me. There's nothing wrong with you. You are just uniquely you. And how you need to exist in the world is exactly how you need to exist. And trying to fight that will do nothing but put you in a sense of frustration, in a sense of lack, in a sense of unworthiness. And that is not what any of us deserve, right? So, for example, in the human design, I'm a generator. And at first I was like, a generator? I really wanted to be a manifester, right? Until I read what a generator was and I read my unique chart. Because not only do you have a type, generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, and reflector, but then within each of those sections, you have different centers. And whether your center is open or closed, it will determine sort of how you interact with the world best. Like for me, as an example... I know that the two most important things that I learned from human design is that I am not designed to go out and seek things out. I'm designed to go and like paddle upstream and try to find things. I am meant to wait for things to come by and for me to respond to them. And I know that also I'm supposed to make decisions based on my gut reaction. And if it's a clear, resounding yes, then it's a no for whatever reason. It could be a no because the timing's not right. I don't have enough energy. It could be a no because it's simply not the right thing for me to do. But if I look back at my life and I reflect on the times that something happened to come into my awareness and I made a gut reaction to it, those are the moments in my life that I had the most amazing experiences, right? So I have proof positive in my own life that that happens for me and it happens really effortlessly. But more often than not, I prefer to like get a paddle, you know, maybe a broken one and a tiny little boat that's square, perhaps, and try to paddle upstream, which leaves me frustrated, irritable, and not full of ease, which is what I want for me and you and all of us, right? So understanding that I'm meant to wait and see what comes by. It doesn't mean that I have to like sit on my hands and not do anything. I'm meant to be a doer as well. So what I need to be doing while I'm waiting for life to like present itself to me is I need to do things that make me happy. That's my whole point. I'm here on earth to follow my joy. Is that a surprise or what? I'm here to follow my joy. I'm here to do things that I really love. And when I do things that I don't love or I say yes to things I should have said no to, it always takes me out of flow and makes me frustrated and irritable. 
and turns me into that person that I don't love, right? Because I'm not in alignment. I'm not in integrity to who I am. All of these things have commonality. So I want you to check out some of your uh, tests, if you will. I want you to jump on. I love human designs. I'd love for you to check that out. You can do all of these for free and you can just click on it. And I would even do all four. Honestly, if it were me, I have all of them in my own arsenal. And I found all of them to be very interesting. Again, human design just was like resonated for me on a deep, deep level. And I have to say too, like, so it, the Enneagram, I was shared that with, by a friend several years ago. And I found it intriguing, but it isn't my favorite one. But it was incredibly pivotal and helping me to heal some deep childhood wounding that I didn't even know I had. So I'm reading my Enneagram results and I get this like intense, like hiss right inside. I'm like, what? That is not true. It was something along the lines of you feel unworthy of love unless you prove yourself or something like that, right? Like that was my shadow side in the Enneagram. And I was like, no way. I was an independent, strong woman. I had such a strong reactive response to that. I mean, way beyond normal. <laughs> and so I know myself well enough to know that if I'm going to respond that way to something, it's probably because there is a whole boatload of truth there that I don't want to see. And so I had to like meditate and deep breathe and go back into it and be like, all right, what is this telling me? Because I obviously do not want to hear this. You know, because sometimes you hear something and it just doesn't resonate and it's like, no big deal. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's not me. No big deal. Move on. If something catches you, though, like that and gives you a visceral reaction, it's pretty, pretty certain there's truth there. So by doing that Enneagram, I opened up a can of worms I did not even know was there. And I was able through lots of work in several years, honestly to work with some stuff that I didn't realize I was doing, ways I was sabotaging my own life. And it was life-changing for me. So I have a lot of like love for the Enneagram. It just isn't my favorite modality. So today's exercise is simply to take a couple of tests. Check out your personality type through the Myers-Briggs. Check out your natal chart through astrology, I think it's really vital. Like I don't get too far into astrology, but I do love knowing my sun sign, my rising sign, and my moon sign. I find that the three of them together give me a really much more complete picture of who I think I am than just my sun sign. So my sun sign is an Aries. Generally speaking, your sun sign is how you are, are interacted with by the world. So how people see you in the way, I guess. And then your moon sign is how you navigate feelings and how you navigate sort of on this deeper level. And then your rising sign is sort of your backbone, right? Sort of your core of who you are that isn't surface. So like for me, Aries is more of my surface interactions with people, but Taurus is my rising sign. And that's more of like who I am at my core, if that makes sense. And again, Pisces is more of my feeling. That's my moon sign. 
more of the feeling emotional aspect of it. That's my perception of it. I am not an astrologist. I just wanted to, I just want you to check it out. But I do find it really pivotal to have that information of those three. There's so much information you can get from your natal chart and sometimes it's overwhelming. But I think if you focus, if you need to focus, if you focus on those three, they've been really great for me. Again, those links are in the email. I love it if you would do one or two or three or four of them. Or if you already had, maybe take some time to reread what you already have found out about yourself. I just did that myself with my human design. I initially had my chart read a couple of years ago and I did some studying of it then and I haven't looked at it since then. So I have a strong remembrance of what the key elements were. But when I reread it, new things kind of popped out at me, which of course makes sense because the other ones I've already assimilated and are part of my psyche. But these new things where I was able to really dive into. So that, my dear friend, is your lesson for today. I hope that you've had a wonderful time so far thinking about your gratitude every day, writing out your joy list, and thinking of your ideal day and like looking at how your energy ebbs and flows throughout the day. Tomorrow, we are going to talk a little about pruning the things that don't work in your life. This is a challenging one because we tend to want to hold on, even though we emotionally don't, like we are tired of the things we're holding on to, but it's hard to let them go. And so we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. I'll talk to you then.